Hey, let's open our Bibles, 1 John chapter 4. We are marching right ahead. Uh, <clears throat> last time, uh, we talked about this idea, you know, of, of condemnation. And, and uh, as Paul said in Romans 8, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. It's such an important thing. And, and I've kind of like been going around and around uh, with that in my own mind. He says, he said there in, in that passage, you know, our own hearts condemn us sometimes, but, but also the enemy comes and condemns us sometimes. Well, maybe a lot of the time. And I think, I think that's one of the things that he does. He comes and hammers on us. And uh, sometimes he uses, you know, other people and situations. We're going to see uh, that to be the case today. But God says a whole different thing to you and to me. And, and you and I need to remember that. What is God saying here? Not what am I feeling or what, you know, what's this thing that I'm hearing that, you know, you're a loser, you're no good, you're whatever, this condemnation thing. What does God say? That's what we need to, to remember. God knows all things, he says, and, and God is greater than our hearts. And we can approach him with freedom and confidence, it's said in Ephesians. So I think one of the, the most important things is our relationship with God. Probably the most important thing, you know, do we have that fellowship with him? Are we building this relationship with him and, and uh, you know, walking close to him? As David Guzik said, a heart to obey, a heart to please him. That is where prayer kind of comes out and, and is answered, as we saw there. My, uh, the two key words from last time uh, were keep it simple, right? Remember that? Keep it simple to, and, and to believe and to love. And he said, believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he commanded us. Now, and that idea of laying down our lives. Look at chapter 3. Uh, verse 24, it says, those who obey his commands, they live or abide in him and he in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the spirit that he gave us. This is a big thing that, that, that God has given to us his Holy Spirit. God has, uh, Marked us with a seal, it says in Ephesians chapter 1. He says, having believed you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession. Second Corinthians, it says this, that, that it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us. He set his seal of ownership on us, and he put... His spirit in our hearts. This is so important. If you were born again, if you belong to him, if you are one of his possession, one of God's very own, he puts his Holy Spirit within you. That's an important thing. And, and as we're going to see here in a second, it, it plays into uh, how we deal with stuff. He doesn't leave us on our own. I want you to turn with me back to the Gospel of John for a moment. Uh, verses we looked at some time ago, but John chapter 14, there's, there's about four or five passages that John talks about the Holy Spirit 
or Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit in the Gospel of John. And uh, look at verses 16 and 17, chapter 14. Jesus said, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you. How long? Forever. The Spirit of truth. The Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But if you know him, he, for he lives with you and, and will be in you. He lives with you and will be in you. The Holy Spirit living actually within us. The spirit of truth, the, the counselor, the, the helper, the uh, spirit that God has given to you and to me. And then jump down to verse 26. He brings, he brings it up again in verse 26. But the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. This is so important. I really like the, the translation where it says counselor. I really like that because, uh, you know what, I need counsel. I don't know about you, uh, but I, I'm in counseling every single day with God's word by God's Holy Spirit. And, and I think that's the way it's supposed to be. Because we're messed up. You know, uh, I was talking with Dan for a second. You know, we, you know, there's this concept that, that humans, you know, we are advancing. We're getting better and better because there's so much good within us. And things are just getting better. We're becoming more advanced. And, and, and pretty soon we're going to solve all the problems of the world. But have you seen that? It's actually uh, gone the other way. We're getting more advanced at destroying ourselves. And that's kind of where we're, where we're going. So we, we need God's spirit. Why? Because each one of us, we're sinners and we're, we need help. We just, we just need help. And the Holy Spirit, so he's given us that help to actually live within us, to teach us, to teach us and remind us of everything that Jesus has said. So let's turn back now to 1 John. Again, same author here. Why am I making such a big deal about that? Well, you'll see. Uh, we are in a war. I have a question for you today. I like asking questions, as you know. Uh, the question is, are you gullible? Are you gullible? Um, I didn't get there. Oh, don't look at that one. Don't look at that one. That the uh, definition is too willing to believe or accept what other people tell you and therefore easily tricked. Gullible. Are you gullible? I mean, my, my message today is don't believe everything you hear to test the spirits. But, you know, uh, if you say gullible slowly, it sounds like oranges. I can hear some of you trying it right now. You see, when I first read that, I tried it. I'll be honest with you. Because you go like, well, what's that? Because we are gullible. We'll, we hear things. We look at things. We, we, you know, some of us maybe are more gullible than others. Depends on the color of your hair, I think. But 
I, I'm not going to go there. If I had hair, it would be that color. Proverbs 14 says, a simple man believes anything, but a prudent man gives thought to his steps. You know, I think there's a, a crisis of truth in our world. It's probably always been that way, but I think it's even more now. Uh, you know, our great advances in, in you know, technology, and that, it's a crisis of truth. You know, we, we have so many avenues of media and all these different kinds of things. Can they be trusted? Can you, do, should you believe everything and everything, anything that you hear? No. Thank you. <laughs> Government proclamations? Don't even go there. No. <laughs> Depends on what they want to say today. But Facebook, I believe everything that Facebook says. <laughs> everything there is true unless they decided it isn't true and they cancel you. But I like, I like the emails, right? I don't know if you can see that. It's hard. We've got to get a new projector. Um, but uh, they have, uh, that's his computer screen. He's reaching around back for his wall. That's cash. I don't know. I, I get these emails, you know, my name is so-and-so, and, and uh, you know, I'm from some odd country that you never heard of, and, but we're going to give you $21 million and, and just, you know, send us all your information, you know, your date of birth and, and you know, social security number and all your bank account information, we'll be glad to get, get that right to you. The, the scams and the, the, the stuff that are going, out, going on out there in the world is just insane. I mean, it, you, you get it from every angle. It comes on your phone now, right? It comes on your telephone, you're ringing, you know. I want, you know, you, you can't even, like, answer the phone. You can't answer any text. You can't, it's, like, unbelievable, we are in a battle, though, and we have to, you know, be careful and, and don't believe everything, but test the spirits. Notice I said, uh, keep it simple, and what did he say? He said, believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ. There's a lot packed into that, and we, you know, we could spend a whole week on that, but you know, he said, believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ. When the Bible writers talked about a name, it, it wasn't just their name. It was everything about them. You know, their character, who they were, where they came from. Here we see, believe in the name of his son. Whose son? The Father's Son. So there's something about the, all the, you know, of who Jesus is. We're going to look at that in a, in, a, in a few minutes as well. But look at verse 4, or excuse me, verse 1, chapter 4. He says, dear friends, he uses that phrase again, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Don't believe everything that you hear. 
Don't believe every spirit. And, and the word he uses for spirit is, is pneuma. And, and uh, you know, uh, there, there are all different kinds of spirits, right? There are, you know, evil spirits. There are angelic uh, beings, uh, you know, the demonic spirits. They're fallen angels. We know that. Uh, and then there's God's spirit. But is he only talking about unseen spirit beings? Because he mentions in the same uh, in the same verse, he says, "Test the spirits." But he says, you know, many false prophets have gone out into the world. So there are people that you you know they're saying things. What spirit is motivating them? What spirit are they speaking from? That's why we have to be very careful. Just because somebody says it, even somebody that you trust and know, don't believe everything. Don't believe uh, everyone, he says, but test the spirits. And, and that, that verb there is in the uh, present active imperative. It means uh, now do it and be actively doing it. And, and, and active means that I'm doing it. Passive means somebody's doing something to me. Active means I'm doing. I'm testing it. I'm listening and, and like asking questions. The word means to test, to examine, to prove, to see whether a thing is genuine. They would, you know, they would test metals to see how pure they were and, and uh, what, you know, how valuable they were. Uh, one commentator said to check out by a pattern or a standard. Well, well, for you and I, I think that's the Word of God. We have, to, we have to go by what the Word of God says. I love this scripture, and, I, and I, I'll put it up for you. It's from Acts chapter 17. It says, <clears throat> excuse me, the Bereans were of more noble character than the Thessalonians, for they received the message with great eagerness... And, that's a very important and, examine the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. They were listening to Paul, the apostle, but they didn't just believe anything and everything. Now, now we have to be careful we, be, we don't become so skeptical that we're not will, willing to listen to anybody. Right? Notice they had this balance. They, they received the message with great eagerness. They, you know, I want to hear from God. I want to know what God says about this in, in, in the Word and in, in teaching and, and in the world around us. I want to know what God says to, to eagerly want to hear, but not just to take everything and anything at face value. He says they examined the Scriptures to see if what Paul said was true. Now, they didn't have... The resources that you and I do today, they had, you know, the Old Testament scriptures and that's it, right? And they had some letters that were being circulated. They had uh, itinerant teachers and preachers were traveling around then and that's what they would hear from. That's who they would hear from. I think we should be like Bereans, don't you? But again, this, this emphasis on the Holy Spirit, Jesus said in John 16, he said, but when he, the spirit of truth, he says it again, when he comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. He will tell you what is yet to come. 
The Holy Spirit, again, we, we have this, the Word of God and we have the Spirit of God. He hasn't just leave, you know, left us alone to be just you know, beaten, you know, beaten and battered by all the weird and insanity that's going on around us. He'll let us know. Interesting, in 1 Corinthians 12, uh, there, is a, there is a gift of the Spirit, right, called the discerning of spirits. That's a specific gift. Now, not everybody has that gift. There are some that I, you know, I believe it's a specific gift that people are, you know, certain people are given, but not everybody has that specific uh, gift. But we all need to discern and to test. Every one of us needs to discern, well, what, what is this guy saying? What is that woman saying? What is this, what is this all about? What are they trying to, to, to say? Notice in, in uh, the verse there, it says, many false prophets have gone out into the world. Many, not just a few, not just one, but there are people, again, and the spirit behind them. And there, as I said, there were people they were traveling around. One of the things that we need to be careful of is, is that it's not necessarily everything they say that's false. Because they might give you 90% true stuff. But see, even the devil, you know, quoted scripture, but then he, then he had the little twist at the end. So it might be 90% true, but then they're going to throw in a little bit of extra stuff, a little twist. Why is this even important? Uh, I, you know, what are the effects of these kinds of bad teaching? You know, it, it, it affects the, the church. It, it can destroy the church. It can, you know, create weak believers. And one of the, one of the biggest things I see is that they, they, they uh, make people dependent upon them. That's something to be very careful and watch out for. And it brings bad fruit. just brings bad fruit. Jesus said in Matthew 7... He said, watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. They don't come up and say, I've got some false teaching I'm going to pass along to you now. No, they they pretend. They, They look like a sheep. They act like a sheep, mostly. But there's something that's off. Jesus said, watch out. He said, inwardly, they're really wolves. Paul said the same thing, and he was talking to the Ephesians in Acts chapter 20, and he said, when I leave, savage wolves will come, will come in among you, and they won't spare the flock. He said, when I leave, you've got to watch out. And he's talking to the, to the elders at Ephesus. He said, even from your own number, men will rise up and distort the truth in order to draw away disciples after them. That's the, what they want. We see that the, the biggest thing is the, having disciples after them that, you know, dependent on them. And the other thing is what? Anybody know? What, what else do they want? Money. Greed. Money. So we're going to take an offering right now. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 11, he said, Such 
Men are false apostles, deceitful workmen masquerading as apostles of Christ. And no wonder for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. Just because they say, you know, my name is pastor so-and-so or I'm, you know, apostle so-and-so or whatever. Oh, really? Well, you know, what are you teaching? What are you, what are you talking about? Where, where is your truth coming from? You and I have to be discerning. Don't believe, don't be gullible. Believe everything you hear. Have a heart to desire the truth, but, but be careful. Be careful what you hear. So uh, how do you know? Uh, number one, we've seen by the Spirit of God, He'll lead us into all truth. He'll teach us all things. He'll remind us of what uh, Jesus said. The Word of God is, is the standard that you and I have the resources for. And thirdly, uh, has to do with who Jesus is. Has to do with who Jesus is. Look at verses 2 and 3. He says, this is how. How do you test the spirits? How do you know? This is how. You can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming, and even now is already in the world. The spirit of the Antichrist. Not necessarily he's talking about the Antichrist, but we already saw that John said there are many Antichrists. It's a spirit. It's, a, it's well, just like the word says, Antichrist, against Christ. But he says, every spirit that acknowledges Jesus Christ has come in the flesh has, is from God. It's all about Jesus. You know, it always has been. You know, for us as human beings, it, all, it always kind of funnels down to Jesus Christ. What do you believe? Uh, what did he say to believe? Believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, who he is, everything about him and what he came to do and what he has done. Another uh, verse in John 15, this time I'll put it up on the screen for you. When the Counselor comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth. He says that so many times. Who goes out from the Father, what? He will testify about himself. No. See, I could have misled you right there. He, he doesn't come and, and say, you know, it's all about me, the Holy Spirit. No, he, he comes and he says, it's all about Jesus. It's all about him. He will testify about me. This is what Jesus said. He will testify about me. Believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, to acknowledge that Jesus is the son of God. That, that he was sent by the Father from heaven, that he came from heaven, that he's fully God, but yet he is also fully man. The, this thing we call the incarnation, that he actually came in reality and truth, came and took on a human body. This is important. This is what, this is what John is telling us here. He, he quoted uh, back in John chapter 1. He starts right in, in John chapter 1. He says, in the beginning was what? The Word, 
The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Jesus Christ, we're going to see later that the Word, he's speaking about Jesus. He was in heaven. He was with God. He, he is God. In John chapter 1, verse 14, the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father full of grace and truth. This is important. Who is this Jesus? You see, you know, this is the, the thing that is attacked over and over again. It's, it's probably the most important thing. There are so many other issues that are attacked. But at that time, they, and it's really no different from today, they had false teachers and they were teaching that, uh, that Jesus or the Christ, Jesus Christ, he, he only seemed to have a body. Because, because they had this concept that all matter was evil. And so Jesus, you know, the Christ couldn't have a real body because all bodies were evil. But we know that, that the Bible teaches us that Jesus came and took a body, but he was completely sinless. We've already looked at that even here. So they, they, have this, they had this concept teaching that, you know, the divine Christ, they, they joined, you know, the man Jesus, the sinful man, at, at his baptism and then, then left him just before he died on the cross. So they had this kind of weird stuff. And, and so they're saying these weird things. That's why John is saying here, you know, acknowledge that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, that he really did come and take that human body. That he came from the Father, his Son, Jesus Christ. Peter said this, and this is a, a very important verse, 2 Peter chapter 2. He says, there were also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. There are false teachers today. They secretly introduced destructive heresies even denying the sovereign Lord who bought them. And he, and he talks later about their greed. But the key, the key uh, words are, they deny the sovereign Lord who bought them. See, it, it's about Jesus, isn't it? It's about Jesus. You look, at, you look at the cults and you can find all this stuff online. You know, the cults that are out there, uh, you know, in Christianity, we believe that he's God in incarnate God in flesh, Christian science, they, they believe he's a man in tune with the divine consciousness. That's just weird. Islam believes that he's a created being, he is a prophet, but he is not God. The Jehovah's Witnesses, they believe that he is a created being, that he actually is Michael the archangel who became a man. The Mormons believe that he's a created being, that he is the brother of Satan. Serious. The unity, that he's a man, he's not a Christ, he's not the Christ. You know, this is not <clears throat> new stuff, and, and <clears throat> we don't hear as much about the cults anymore as we used to, but the fact of the matter is, is that there is this idea that, you know, why even talk about Jesus? Yeah, he was a man, that's all. He was just a man, and, and why would you even 
you know, give your life for him. But if he really is who he said he is, then he is the only way. It is the only truth, only life, and the only way to the Father. This is going on today in a lot of different ways in the Christian church today. It's going on today. They, they have you know, a, a name for it. They call it deconstructionism. How many of you heard that term? I'm not you know, familiar with everything about it, but there's a pastor in, in uh, California. His name is uh, Samuel Rodriguez, and he, and he talks about this, this deconstructionism where you know, uh, there are people who have influence. And I think, I think we are very prone to this. He says, we live in a, a world where influencers, politicians, sports figures, uh, government officials, they truly believe, driven by the real culprit, the enemy of light, that they have the power to wake up in the morning and make radical changes. In other words, they can just change the reality, the truth. And, and this is applied to the scripture as well, where they can say, well, you know, somebody who, who is, a, a, you know, big in the Christian music scene, whatever, and he decides now that, well, it's not exactly the way that we've been taught. It's not exactly the, what the Bible is saying. Let me explain to you, and I'll, and I'll kind of fill you in on what this is. I don't know if you've seen it, but, but recently, in recent times, you know, there are these guys who say, well, you know what, I'm, I'm an ex-evangelical now, and I, I've got this new kind of understanding of it all. And Jesus isn't quite exactly who we've been taught that he is for hundreds of years, He goes on to say, very powerful forces believe that they have the power and the authority to change whatever they want. Even the truths, definitions, the institutions, and realities ordained, anointed, and established by God Almighty. Is that, isn't that what we're seeing in our world today? You know, the truth of what God says in, in His Word and and. You know, even when it comes down to things like gender, God created them male and female. And, but well, we can come in and now say, you know, we have the power to change all the definitions. We have the power to come in and change all the history. We can just erase that and make it what we want it to be. And you say, well, that would never happen. That, you know, people aren't going to buy into all that. But is it not happening where we see huge numbers of people buying into all this insanity because somebody has power, because somebody has money? I'm going to listen to you because you are a billionaire. That makes you the arbiter of truth, somebody who can tell me what truth is and, and truth isn't? No. He goes on, he says, you can't change Jesus. You don't have the power to change what Jesus did on the cross. You can't change the shedding of the blood. You can't change the fact that the tomb is still empty. You can't change the fact that the Holy Spirit is still moving upon the face of the earth. You can't change the Father you can't change the Son, and you cannot change the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
This is, you know, this is getting back to the, to the, the basics and the truth of our faith of who we are. We better be on our toes. It's happening. You know, we, we, we heard about the emergent church. We don't hear these titles so much, but this is exactly what they're talking about. If you have some kind of a doubt, if you have some kind of a question, you need to, like, not get your question answered, but kind of embrace it and see where it leads you. Well, I'm telling you where it'll lead you. It'll lead you off the rails. Go back to the truth. Go back to what God's Word said. Go back to what the Holy Spirit is saying. We are in a war. We have got to be careful and not be gullible and not believe everything, but, but rather be like the Bereans. Let me close with this from Ephesians chapter 6. Uh, Ken, who spoke uh, a few weeks back, a number of weeks back uh, when I was out, <clears throat> he talked about this. And I think the timing is, 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 uh, is good. You know, you talked about the armor of God. Ephesians chapter 6, he says, Be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. John says here, test the spirits. It might be coming through a person, flesh and blood in front of you, but, but he's saying, uh, Paul is saying here in Ephesians that there's a demonic spirit. There are, you know, entities and, and even kind of uh, hierarchies that are behind all this in, insanity. Well, what's going on in the world today? Don't be, uh, you know, fooled that it's just, you know, Putin. There, there, there are demonic realms that are going on and that are, you know, involved in all of these things. We have to have our eyes open. Not just flesh and blood. But he says, put on, you and I as believers, put on the full armor of God so that we can stand, so that we can stand our ground. He says in verse 14, stand firm then, number one, the belt of truth. The belt of truth. It's so, that's what kind of holds your you know, whole, whole outfit together. And let me show you my belt. The belt of truth. We, we saw Jesus talked about it over and over. The spirit of truth. This is what we need. The second one is the, the breastplate of righteousness. And, and that means to be right with God, to be right with one another. It protects our hearts doing the right thing. As John would, was talking about, you know, having a heart to obey and a heart to do what pleases God. The third piece of armor, he says, our feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Being ready, being equipped. Fourthly, the shield of faith. The very faith that we have. Sometimes I, I kind of just grab that shield because the enemy's like sending those arrows. He says, you know, with, with the shield of faith, you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil. And he's like shooting them. You, you got to hold up your shield of faith. I am a believer. I trust in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. 
If you try to fight on your own, good luck. How's that working out for you, as they say? The shield of faith, faith in His Son, the name of His Son, Jesus Christ. Fifthly, the helmet of salvation. If you're not saved, if you have not got a helmet of salvation, if you don't, your, your mind, you're going to be pushed everywhere. This is where we all have to begin, right? Become a believer in Jesus Christ or, or forget about it. You're just fodder. You know what that is? You're just fodder. You just, you just eat. They'll eat you up. It's some kind of food. I don't know. Cattle food. Number six, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Wow. That's how, you know, we're going to do battle with the sword of the Spirit. We've got our shield here. We've got our sword here. But it's the sword of the Spirit of God, the Spirit of truth, who lives within us. But it, it's the Word of God, you know, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. How can a young man cleanse his way but, but by, you know, obeying and following the Word of God? Don't believe everything. Don't be gullible, please. Be a Berean. I don't, I don't care if, if I, you know, uh, you know, say something weird. You, you need to, to listen and, and say, wait a minute. He's talking weirdness. I'm going to go somewhere else. But if, but if it's the truth and if it's the Word of God, that's why we come back to this. That's why, you know, I, I, I sometimes I put these messages together and, and, I, and I say, but I've got so many verses that kind of like all come in together. And I say, I, you know, I, I can't, you know, I can't quote them all. I can't bring them all in, but I try to bring in as many as I can. Why? Because this is where the truth is. And maybe just that one verse is going to be something you hold on to. You can't remember them all. I, I get that. I know that. But but go back and see. Maybe you, maybe you heard something. I, I, I got to go look that verse up. I got to find that verse. I'll, I'll hear stuff and I'll go, I got to go, I got to go find that. I got to know what that says. Because that is the sword of the Spirit. That's how we're going to do this battle and fight back with the truth. The sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. The last thing is prayer. He goes on in Ephesians 6, and he says, pray. Pray with all kinds of prayers in and, and every kind of way. Pray, pray, pray. So let's pray now. I've gone a bit long already. I see that, but <clears throat> Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the power of your word and the sword of the spirit. We, we pray that uh, you would equip us uh, to be discerning people like the Berean people, to have a, a heart that wants to know the truth and, and eagerly receives, but yet also uh, discerns and, and listens carefully and, and uh, checks it out by the, by the Word of God. We have so much. God, you've given us so much uh, technology and, and that can be used for good to be able to... to to do research and, and understand and find those verses and, 
and compare them with what's being said. Father, uh, that we wouldn't be lazy and just, just listen to everything and anything. Father, I pray you'd help us in these very uh, insane times to hold on to the truth. That we wouldn't be swayed and, and taken off track by somebody's strange ideas. But we'd hold on to the word of God and the truth. Help us, Lord, because we're just humans too and we, we uh, sometimes feel like we're that fish swimming upstream and, and the whole world's you know, going another direction and we're, we're just trying to hold on to the truth. Help us, Lord, by your spirit that lives within us. I pray too for any, Lord, that, that, that don't know you, that, that have no possibility of a helmet of salvation. Maybe that's you. You need to, to, to give your life to Jesus. It's the only way. He is the only way. It always gets back to him. Believe in Jesus Christ, who the Father sent as the Savior of the world. That he died for you, that he loves you, that he was buried and that he rose from the dead. He wants to come into your life. He wants to be your Savior, be your Lord. And all you have to do is pray and ask him in. Don't wait another day. And Father, I pray also maybe for any here today that are facing severe trials and troubles, they would lay them at the foot of the cross. I don't know what it is. Maybe there's something you need to just respond to the Lord and say, here, take it. Take it. I can't take it. I can't deal with it anymore. And he will. I know he is the counselor. The Holy Spirit will help you. He will guide you. But you have to take a step and just lay it before him. Father, thank you so much. Thank you for our fellowship. Again, be with our friend Jim. Be with our, our friends uh, John and Connie and the physical trials they're facing. Help us all, Lord, to just hold on to you with everything we have in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's stand and sing together, shall we?